Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is your Talk Architecture podcast host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, with a topic on teaching politics in architecture school. Politics and architecture are two different things so that uh, you don't want to mix, but eventually you do. And um, many architects in the past and currently are the architects for political parties or governments using different styles. And it's not um, something uncommon where adopting a style to depict a certain ideology like the Como School um, architecture by Giuseppe Terragni that depicted Mussolini's regime in the 1930s or Albert Schwer, um classical style depicting Nazism and fascists in Germany. So these are the usual examples that we can refer to politics and architecture combined together to represent an idea. Yeah, um, the representation is important, the meaning is important that architecture conveys a certain um, certain story or narrative about the politi- politics or political thought of that time. Now, that one is one thing, teaching politics in School of Architecture. At this day and age, uh, could be more subtle, um, is to do with content rather than form or styles. I have uh, experienced myself uh, dealing with um, real politics in the university's status quo, not wanting students of architecture, in particular the unit that I was involved in, to ask questions about um, the campus design, for example. So in light of what's happening now, because we have our general election coming around the corner in a few days' time, a certain individual um, was teaching uh, democracy democracy, uh, courses on politics or democracy in his TikTok videos. And he, uh, he was approached by students in universities um, may it be public universities or private universities to give um, tutorials on what he taught in um, in in the TikTok videos. So, yeah, there is a lack of of learning or understanding about politics in universities in general. So, I quoted something uh, of that nature um, where I said there is no philosophy course taught in Malaysian universities. Yeah, there is, you know, if you want to study philosophy, you want to, you want to get a degree in philosophy, you can't get that in uh, Malaysia. You have to go and study in the UK or somewhere else to, to get a degree in philosophy. So that's what I meant by that. Another thing is, as someone who teaches theory and philosophy of architecture, in the master's course, that subject is an elective. It is not a main course subject. So, um, you know, philosophy is downplayed because it it has that content or um, 
the study of asking questions. You know, it it deals with the students um, involved in debates or arguments. And I taught it a couple of times, I think, in the past, where uh, we create, um, we facilitate um, discussions with um, different people. And it's safe as a subject, an elective subject, but when we decided to inject um, the, the discussion on philosophy in a design thesis um, project uh, that has to do with the master planning of the university campus that we are uh, studying in, that coincidentally um, were doing a master planning themselves and coincidentally um, academics who are in the School of Architecture are involved in the real master planning project. So um, obviously the status quo is not pleased that we are doing an alternative version of the campus design. So, but we managed to do the master planning and the students just concentrated on the different projects, be it faculty of arts or we created a new faculty, faculty of philosophy, uh, which is the focus for the whole campus because we're looking at liberal arts uh, as an important, um, um, uh, important uh, component in university education that is not um, being the case with the university. So we touch upon creating a political entity, a different type of alternative political entity, and that wasn't allowed. So therefore, um, what what happened after that? The um, the studio uh, is kind of a dumbed down version of what we intended to do because those who are involved in the earlier stages could not continue to be the tutors and others took over. So I, I mentioned about this in my tweet. Like I said earlier, there is no philosophy course taught in Malaysian universities. Practitioners have the right to teach and we need to include people from all backgrounds to give their opinions because this this person who did the TikTok videos, uh, his background, he's a artist and he just wanted to teach about um, democracy and and was not given the chance. Uh, he went to certain universities and the volunteer security or volunteer police, they call it, um, asked him to stop giving the tutorial or the lecture um, and he had to stop. So, so this, I give a reaction to this because me, uh, I tried to do that when I was a professor in my last employment, like I said, um, but was quashed by the status quo. So, so the idea of university students um, giving inputs such as politics while they are in university is not something that the status quo would like to happen. So, of course, when the School of Architecture, when you talk about teaching politics for students of architecture, um, in, my, in my effort with uh, a pr practitioner, um, we tried to do a master planning of the 
campus of the university an alternative vision which was quashed and we were not given the chance to continue with the project after the seven week weeks so what i'm trying to say is that you can see the sentiment or you can see the no no you cannot do this um sort of uh, situation where um there is a limitation to your expansion of your thoughts um te- uh, learning architecture you can only relegate to a uh, building with sites and the technical aspects of architecture you relegate to that and not to be more than that not questioning about um politics or uh philosophy uh because they're interconnected i mean you can't really learn philosophy without understanding politics in a way politics is part, uh, very much part of uh philosophy philosophy is dealing with all sorts of uh, human endeavor in terms of thoughts uh, back since the um antiquity and until the modern times and uh, postmodernism and so on right to the 21st century so this subject is at the at the back at the back of the other subjects it is not a subject that one would uh, be focusing on with the curriculum that is being revised so yeah that's really what i'm trying to say here in the past there were students who actually were interested in designing like a building for a political party um now the student is a head of the head of department or maybe um is is in a position in a private university where he is doing quite well and and he has mentioned to me how important that he he did that project and in the past there were a few students for example one student who did a Kuala, um Kuala Lumpur City Hall but he designed it in a way that is alternative and that rather than a high rise tower it it meanders uh, or it is in a low rise design that is much more grounded to the city and the landscape of the city is similar to the university malaya campus design that we did um which i mentioned earlier because there is a uh, a building um a chancellery building that is um about 7 or 8 stories high and we decided to put the faculty of philosophy take over this block and deconstruct it where the administrators are, are given spaces like in a landscaped area where they would be um uh more in touch with students um in fact we put them to the second floor so that and they and, and so that the philosophy students or some students meet them in the lifts or the lobbies and they are much more democratically inclined to be part of the university campus and the students um g- uh going on you know like activities you know like creating um encounters or um spaces where they could meet the people they serve you know the top administration um like like uh the the registrar the 
vice chancellor, the deputy vice chancellors and all of those people who are normally in the eighth or the ninth floor, they are now in the second floor. And the eighth and the ninth floor is taken over by the School of Philosophy or the Faculty of Arts and Humanities and Liberal Arts. So what what we were trying to do was um, give a political uh, stance on the issue of what is a university when we read when we question what is a university, you know, um, and how a university could help with the um, facilitate the learning of the thinker or the architectural thinker. Um, yeah, I, I talked about um, how uh, the students of architecture, um, uh, you know, in the last podcast, do we want to produce or do we want graduates to be uh, from the uh, drawing and construction school or the arts, history, humanities and architecture and more design oriented with thought provoking designs school? It could be both. So we were, this project that we did, uh, the campus design was to do with both because not only is it thought-provoking uh, in terms of master planning as an alternative campus, we thought about uh, how the architect has to be uh, understanding of the developer, what the developer would do, how um, the money, uh, how we would make money with the with the uh, the area that you know we when we concentrated to the middle area, how we would make money off the other areas and how. The campus would serve to be a university campus, and how the uh, residential areas would be inserted in between the campus, uh, the the faculties, and other uh, buildings. So there was this whole idea of from a spread out design in the '60s when this university was built to a much more concentrated um, village-like or not village clusters in the middle around the lake. So that was interesting that we decided to do that and and make it much more accessible. And um, of course we left some of the green, green lungs to do the research or to have uh, it part of the campus where we could explore these green areas and give it more meaning. And um, how to sustain the, the campus in terms of um, business plan or um, financial, um, uh, what do you call it, gains, a return of investment and so on. And the research centers are very much in right in the middle where you could uh, meet um, encounters where people could meet, students could meet academics, academics could meet corporations and, um, and, and, and the people, the public could come into the area to meet each other. And, you know, it could have been much more interesting where the special studies could actually uh, be more, um, you know, the special studies of each building type. You know, students had different projects like the research center hubs, the faculty of engineering, faculty of architecture, arts and humanities, music, the central, uh, the cultural precinct with the museums and galleries, the student union, the uh, library the social science faculty, the residential area, the sports uh, department, um, and so on. These, all these uh, faculties, 
um, where the students look into each of them could have been much more dynamic, much more inventive and original. Uh, but um, the design was so-so uh, in the end because we weren't able to steer this design to its um, to its um, proper vision that we we vision we had the vision earlier. So it was a lukewarm, downplayed design at the end. It's just make uh, to get the students to pass the year more than anything else. So you see the endeavor that the students started out and. Um, uh, to actually look at politics and philosophy and all this and designing something that has an idea, a model. Um, it's, it's really a political uh, effort in a way. Uh, it is, it's not to go in like uh, be for different political parties. It's not an intention to, to uh, create like a left or a right. It's just the idea of community, the idea of what is a university, so really, when we think about this topic, teaching politics in architectural school, what are the projects that we have done? What are the projects that we have done in schools of architecture? How are architects right there in um, society thinking about politics and philosophy? Are architects not uh, able to uh, explore this, these concepts in School of Architecture, which they will never get a chance to engage with when they are out in the, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, in, in, after they graduate, because architects are to serve the clients and most of the clients are developers. So a, a project such as this, not only deal with architect as the developer, that was what we did with the master planning, but the architect as the innovator, the inventor, the architect as um, uh, someone who need to understand about uh, um, how, what is a university, asking about some entity, a campus design, um, thinking about uh, accessibility and different things to access, not only in terms of uh, seamless travel or convenience, uh, but also of, um, uh, of uh, accessibility to knowledge and getting to meet people, coming by, having coffee, like maybe the CEO of Google comes around to visit, um, yeah, anyone, you know, uh, anyone who's in the corporation comes in and they have a lab collaborating with um, people in the university and then students are there and hearing this conversation, hearing all these ideas and seminars, you know, face-to-face uh, -face, uh, or in situ. And what, in a, this sort of feel of le a learning environment in the as much as one could design for and the imagination that the architectural student could vision, could visualize, you know, is of the utmost importance because the topic was brilliant. And um, so going back to teaching politics 
in schools of architecture could be had very well because there's a maturity and how the students can, can tackle this maturity within the structures that is given is good enough. Is good enough for the learning and the experience. So it's a shame that we can't do that at the universities, that architecture students can't study, can't, can't be involved with, with uh, subjects or building types that's to do to to um, link to philosophy and politics. Now I put philosophy there because it's it's to do with the liberal arts. It's to do with architecture and the liberal arts. It's to do with the expansion of the mind. It's to do with reading as much as you uh, uh, can and actually having debates. Actually, yet doing technical drawings. Yet doing drawings. Um, technical meaning uh, <coughs> construction drawings being confident enough to actually engage with oneself uh, with others and in, in, form, in, in a form of collaboration later on in teamwork in team working when they graduate so um, we did attempt to do this we did attempt to teach uh, philosophy and we cannot avoid politics when we teach philosophy and this is just learning this is to do with learning they could decide later on what they want to do and this is something that is only the good can come out of it So that uh, opportunity has been has not been had at one point, but we learn from this. We learn from this situation. We learn from our experience, uh, trying and effort that the students did. Okay, thank you very much for listening to this podcast on teaching politics in schools of architecture. Um, and um, the trust that one could give the academics to to um, get students of architecture to explore this topic is very important. The trust that the university officials or a dean or a head of department give to the academic to to do this is very important. Not only it's about trust, but it's about um, how important politics and philosophy plays in uh, our civic life, you know, as a member of society. And so with regard to the uh, person who did the TikTok videos and wanting to teach students of our students in general in universities and were not able to do so. So this... Um, uh, what do you call it, this podcast was meant to uh, explain that uh, problem that is the missing factor in the education of students of architecture that is um, needed to, we need to review this. This uh, the idea that theory and philosophy and and politics included 
is part and parcel of uh, School of Architecture's curriculum, and we should give effort to include that. So, in view of the general election just around the corner, I would say that what are we afraid of? I'm asking the question. What are we afraid of? Are we afraid of ourselves? And what could we do? How could we injure ourselves as a society? We could only be expanding our knowledge and our uh, thinking and we can only we can only do well as a professional in the built envir- environment we can only do well and could create a better built environment if we're given the chance to explore all these inventions and innovations and to not be limited uh, and not to be exposed to ideas in philosophy and politics. So with that, I'd like to, to remind you that I'm, I have a, a program called Rediscover Your Sense of Self for the Architect. And if you wish to get the PDF, uh, the free guide and high-value gift on five, uh, five reasons you struggle to advance in your career as a mid-level architect and how to fix it fast, do email to me at naziati, N-A-Z-I-A-T-Y at gmail.com or follow me at designsasve, Z-A-S-V-E, designsasve, at Instagram, my Instagram handle. So thank you very much for listening to this episode and see you again in the next episode.